You're listening to Joe List's Mindful Metal Jacket on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Hello, everybody. I am Joe List still. You're always who you are, right? Uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, welcome to Mindful Metal Jacket. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you listening. Glad you're here or there, wherever. I am sitting in my bedroom because that's what I do now. I also go for long walks daily. It's not so bad. How is it where you are? Um, welcome to the show today. One of my closest friends in the wide world, favorite people, one of the loves of my life. Greg Stone is on the show. His name is Greg Stone. You know him probably. You love him. If you don't, you should check out his podcast, Rad Dude Cast. Been going on a long time. Him and Anthony DeVito, Brendan Ayer. I'd like to have those guys in the show at some point. Uh, three hilarious guys, genuinely good guys. I miss seeing Brendan Ayer. We go to the same uh, MMA uh, gym, Diego Lopez. I think the second episode ever. Probably heard it. If you haven't, go back, listen to it. It's great. He's great. But uh, I would always see Brendan there. And uh, MMA is one of the things I miss the most about this uh, quarantine. Uh, but anyways, check out Greg's podcast, The Rad Dude Cast. It's hilarious. And um, if you're a fan of mine, you probably know about Greg. Or um, you've heard him on Tuesdays with Stories. And if you're a Tuesdays with Stories Patreon member, I hope that you are. You've definitely heard him a bunch on there. There's a bunch of bonus stuff with Greg and I um, chatting. Anyways, great guy, smart guy, wise guy in both senses of the word. He has wisdom and he's a bit of a wise guy. Or he can be. I guess he wouldn't say that actually. He's just an Italian guy that's funny, but not really a fucking wise guy. But anyways, big guinea from Newark. New Jersey, or the Newark area. I think he's from, uh, I'll think of the actual town in a second. Shitballs. Nah, anyways. Um, great guy. Great podcast. I don't know. I'm rambling on in this podcast. We talk a lot about the quarantine. Um, I, and I try not to too much because I feel like a lot of you guys are listening to all these podcasts and that's everyone is talking about. But it's on our mind, but we talk about it through uh, mindfulness and therapy and meditation and all that shit. And uh, it's a struggle, but we go through it. We were kind of catching up at sometimes there's moments where you kind of forget, we forget that we're podcasting and just we're catching up. I miss them. I love them. And I'm sure you miss your friends as well. So maybe this will remind you how much you enjoy chatting with your friends and you can reach out to one. And uh, Zoom, hit the Zoom. I've been doing these Zoom meetings with a bunch of friends and they're great. And it's really helping me get through the whole thing. So um, I love it. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're alive and I hope you continue to be alive. Um, and tell some friends about the podcast. It's on YouTube now. The audio is available. Maybe you're hearing this on YouTube. People wanted it on YouTube, even if it was audio only. I don't completely understand it, but that's how people consume their podcasts. So it's on there. Go check it out. Leave a comment or a like, get the algorithm going and, uh, share this with a friend I'm trying to grow it a little bit. Um, and yeah, I would plug my dates, but I have none. Yeah, it's weird. A lot of unknown things happening, but we're doing okay. Anyways, let's give you some love and uh, hope with a nice quote. I got this book, Recovery Dharma. Dar Dharma, boy, that was the most Boston I've ever sounded in my life. Recovery Dharma, how to use Buddhist practices and principles to heal the suffering of addiction. You guys suffering out there? Alcohol? 
drugs, phone. I'm addicted to my phone, no question about it. Anyways, I opened up to a random page. This is a great book. Recommend it. Uh, I opened to a random page and found this quote. Here it is, everybody. I am here. This is the way it is right now. This is a moment of suffering. May I give myself the care I need at this moment. May I accept this without struggling, but also without giving up. Hmm? That's poignant for right now, right? It's a weird moment. Nobody is living the way they would like to be living, I guess. Uh, Would like to be out and about and working. Maybe you're still working, but I hope you're doing your best. And it's just a moment. It'll pass. The impermanence of life is uh, something. I don't know. I lost my train of thought. You're good people. And here is I. I? Oh, I ruined it right at the end. Oh, shit. It's me and Greg Stone. Greg Stone and I is what I meant to say. Enjoy. Okay. Okay. That's makes sense. Just want to make sure that was okay. I'm very, I love to make sure the audio is good on everyone's end. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm scared to death. It's sort of like this. Uh, Mike Kaplan and I talked about this on, I guess it was last week's episode, where this would be like the podcast if you lost the audio, because the whole podcast is about mindfulness and being in the moment and Zen and Buddhism and bullshit. Uh, for some reason, I always feel like I have to qualify it with bullshit because I'm embarrassed that I'm spiritual, yeah. which is a problem. Um, Boston bullshit. But but this to lose this would be like, well, that's life. You lose things and we'll just get it back. We won't yeah. get it back, but we'll 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 redo something. You know what I, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What's the most valuable creative thing you've ever completely lost? Well, are we talking COVID? Just in general, but if it happened in COVID, hit me with it. Um, so like I don't know if this is this is a little bit of a lateral move, but right before COVID was supposed to happen, I was supposed to do the This Week at the Cellar roundtable and South by Southwest, and I have never had a Comedy Central credit, and that would have been the first time I ever did Comedy Central, and it was the day they locked it up. If it would have happened one day earlier, I would have had a Comedy Central credit, and then South by Southwest got canceled, and then like just a ton of work, of course, but like those were like exciting things that I wanted to do. They got and a pilot we were working on, but that's like a bullshit, you know. That who knows what would happen with that? But we were supposed to film that. That didn't sucks. happen. That's a bummer. Yeah, right. But now, it's okay. I mean, like that's that's what we lost. That we're recording right now on Patriots Day, which is the big holiday in Boston. It's Marathon Monday. We go to the Red Sox game. I go every year, my whole adult life, and like my friend Bart flies in, and my father, the whole thing, and it's like, oh, right now would be like getting back to my house to watch hockey playoffs and play bags in the backyard. And uh, it's a bummer. But it's one of those things. It's like, how worth it is it to think about the things we can't do? There's nothing. You can't control it. So, Yeah. And I mean, comedy, you have an immunity to this because every 90% of the things you do are turned into nothing anyway. Or they're shit. Or they've, not that they're shit. They're like, you know, how many times have you been like, oh, you worked on something for a long time and it just didn't happen, you know, or it, it fails. And it's like, so all of this, this COVID is actually, this Corona thing is actually helping me because it's making me think out of the box for what I did, you know, we're like doing a lot more parrot podcasts. I'm doing a lot more audio video and YouTube stuff and I'm writing different things. There's no pressure of stand up, So it's like, 
I love stand up. I miss it so much, but I know eventually it will come back. So now I'm just trying to like spend this time with my wife and with, you know, calling my dad, talking to my dad more than I ever talked to in my life. So I am, we're gaining, I am gaining a lot through this. That's awesome. um, As much as we are losing. I feel very similar. Everything except the dad thing, I'm right there with you. (laughs) My dad, I mean, he doesn't talk. I mean, we've texted a little bit actually, but um, I feel exactly the same way. Like, I don't miss trying to come up with bits, that feeling of like, I suck, I got nothing. And we yeah. always talk about it, that feeling of trying to write, and you're like, ah! yeah. like you yeah, yeah. come up with stuff. And I'm doing the same thing. I'm writing a book and a movie at the same time. And that actually goes back to what I was talking about. I just I lost a huge chunk of the book because my computer was filled with space, and so it wasn't auto-saving. And then the thing, the program locked up, so I lost like... quite a bit that I got to rewrite, which is annoying. But uh, I'm in the same thing of like, all right, I always wanted to write a book. I always wanted to write a movie. I can still podcast. And I'm watching a ton of great movies and I'm reading a bit. And so it's in a lot of ways I'm enjoying it. And before I was gone three days, home four days, wouldn't see my wife for like 10 days at a time. We're spending a lot of time. It's That part of it is actually nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, uh, you know, the, the forced slowdown, you know, of the standup of being like, you have to come up with a new joke. If you're not writing, other people are. If you're not doing standup, everybody people are. It's like, no, nobody is. So I'm going to wait till three days before we reopen, and then I'll start writing jokes again. But right now, I'm going to just be here and face this and be with this, all of this that's happening and... Yeah, it's crazy. In a way, it's like a blessing because it's like we have that thing. All comics have it. Maybe not all comics. Maybe Ted Alexandro doesn't have it. But other than <laughs> other than Ted, we all have that thing. If we're not working, we're like they're catching up. People are passing me. They're writing. They're working. You and I talk about it a lot. Like it can get yeah. in your head, even when you try not to. As zen as you can be, or you spend time with your family, you're still like there's always that thing of like man, everyone this everyone's doing shit. This is nice. It's like everyone's on equal footing. We're all going to suck when we get back. Everyone's going to be rusty and feel yeah. fucking weird. But it's going to be so fun to watch people who've been blessed in this business with like unlimited stage time. We're all coming back. I want to see who the people who just suck. You know, it's like, oh, like you needed that every day. Like not to sound like whatever, but it's like I... I, I'm an energy guy, you know, like I could probably just go up and have a good time and it won't be substance, very a lot of substance there. But I want to see the people who are just like, you know, the fucking, you know, they've just been blessed with with stage time because of credits. And well, now they're starting to zero with us. So now it's all even playing field. Right. You know, like I want to see how good you are without your f- tools. It's, it's going to be uh, interesting. It's also going to be weird because at first you're going to be like, it's hard not to address Corona. It's hard to be like, like I got a bunch of bits about being on the subway. I can't be like, I was on the uh, train the other day. I have to be like, I was on the right. train nine months ago. Um, weird shit like that. Well, that's or the thing. Two years ago, whenever it was. What material is going to hold up after COVID, right? Only the extremely personal stuff about your family that really isn't affected. And like, you know, I mean, observational material is all going to change. You know, it's... It's it doesn't work like you were like you're saying like oh I was you know like isn't shaking hands weird people are like nah we don't shake hands anymore <laughs> right, you're like right. all of that material is dead right. it's just annihilating material that used to be relatable but now is doesn't work anymore yeah it's a different world now how are how what's your anxiety level been throughout this because you're not like a super 
anxious guy. What? Are you, how would you describe you? Because you get, you do get anxious. I mean, everyone gets anxious. It's you wouldn't survive if you weren't. But I don't think of you. You're not like a hypochondriac, but you're worried about relationships a lot. Like, how have you been uh, feeling? What's well, funny? Nervous I'm, about dying I'm or the, what's going on? It's. I'm not an anxious guy compared to you. Uh, right. <laughs> I've, in my circle, I'm the anxious guy, but. I have this weird thing where, like, if someone is more anxious than me or if someone is scared or something, we, I, I have this weird thing. I think it comes from working in the ER where it was like, oh, if someone need like, I can, not that I could switch it off, but it's like, I do better on airplanes when some when there was a girl behind me once who was on a plane and she was crying, and that switched me off. Same. Like, that was like, oh, I'm not scared of this plane anymore because this person isn't. So when I'm with you, your your anxiety helps me seem zen because I'm like, wow, no, I'm, I'm good, right? <laughs> Yeah, I have um, the same exact thing. When I'm with someone, I, I'm like, oh, I know how to handle this. I know what you're going through because I've yeah. lived this. That's how I see you as like my zen rock, but you're probably just as much <laughs> of a fucking animal. But I, I feel <laughs> yeah. the same way, and I think that's natural. I think that's like a, a sociological thing of like someone has to be the worried one and someone not. Like I I had this happen when I went on the, um, the fuck's it called? The Stratosphere, that ride in Vegas that's like the highest thrill ride in America. Oh, yeah. And like I'm afraid of heights and everything, but I was with my uncle, and he was like shitting his pants. So I was like, "Dude, come on, let's just go do it. If we just go, yeah. it won't matter." Because he was like freaking out, and I was like, "I don't know how I'm. This, I'm like a different human right now because yeah. he was a fucking pissing his pants." So I'm, I'm happy to provide that service for you when we hang out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, uh, but I mean, like I have been good days and bad days. You know, I think we're all having those. You know, like it, I was. Uh, I don't know how the other countries, how the other states are doing. Like, cause here it's, I'm having a great time because I don't live with, you know, like I'm, I'm lucky enough that I am not living with roommates. I'm just with my wife right now and she's a city job. So she's still working and I'm, I'm some making some money off the podcast, but like worst case scenario, my wife has a city job that is, she's going to work nine to five every day, just in the living room. So worst case will be okay. But also, there's impending doom right outside the door. I have really right. bad um, respiratory issues. I have really bad asthma. And um, so there's part of me that's like, okay, if you get this, it could be over. So, you know, I, I, you know I'm not super young. I mean, I'm young enough compared to a 60-year-old. But So I'm a little worried with the asthma. But I don't know. I'm having a I'm, – I mean, I'm having a blast. But, like, it's – you know, when people die, you know, I've, like – we lost a couple people that we knew. But, you know um, – you know, I don't. I don't know. I guess I'm doing okay. I've also. It depends on the day. Like today, I just woke up sad. Like I just woke up sad, and usually the things I do to get out of that is stand up or writing or meet up with people. I'm a social person, and I don't really have that. I don't. Have, you can't really. The zooms have been helping. Like, um, we did our podcast this morning, and I walked into that podcast just like depressed, and then just jamming with my friends. By the end of the podcast, I went. Oh, I do feel a little better. You know, it's actually kind of helping me a little bit. So, yeah. yeah. The only reason I'm doing this with you right now is because I was like, well, maybe Joe will make me feel better. Oh, great. I, I would have canceled. I would have canceled if it was anybody down. else. Well, I appreciate it, man. Well, that's, I mean, this is like a nice low key pocket. Like so many podcasts, if you do, you know what, dude, or even Rad Dude, Tuesdays with Stories, certainly you have that feeling of like, this is a hard, fast podcast. We got to be on yeah. and coming up with shit on the spot. And when the other guy starts, stops talking, you better be going. Yeah. Uh, where this podcast, where I'm happy to have some empty space and we can. As Cosby says in Comedian, we can stop, we can take it around, we can come around the side, which I have no idea what the fuck he was talking about, but it made sense. You know, <laughs> you know that yeah. scene in Comedian? 
I, I, it's the one thing that bothers me a lot about a lot of those podcasts is I don't enjoy the like, I think rapid fire sometimes is fun and jokes is fun, but one of my favorite comedy elements is building, you know, of being like, hey, I'm about to build something. So if it gets quiet for a second, don't jump on my throat. I'm going to hit it. And I just don't want to rush out my jokes because I'm with, and I'm not, this is not you, but you know, some podcasts you do, it's like they're so eager or they're, they're not confident with themselves that they have to spit a million, they have to prove they're funny. And it's like, yeah, man, that's for a child. You know what I mean? And it, to some extent, the Rad Dude cast is doing that, but that's because we're all excited to see each other. And I'm sure it's the same way thing with Tuesdays. But like when I'm on a podcast, I don't know the people and like, I'll be like, yeah, I went to the store and someone goes, the store, I got two bits about the store. It's like, dude, I was talking. Listen yeah. to me. What are we doing? Yeah, that could be hard. And I also, oh, that's frustrating because you're trying to get something through, but you're also like conscious of the audience. And I know I've listened to podcasts, not a lot. I'm not a big podcast listener, but there's times where someone starts telling a story and then someone gets distracted and starts zinging or whatever. And then you're like, hey, you never went back to that story. This is a bummer. And I wanted to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the waking up sad thing, I have this, like, f- first of all, I've been feeling a lot of sadness and it's good. It makes me feel like I'm growing because normally in the past, I always just feel anxiety and the anxiety is I'm sad and like, I don't want to feel the sadness. So I just come up with something to worry about. So sadness I think is like, good. This is a fucking wildly sad thing in time where not just all the death, which is obvious. It's also sad because it's like, I was thinking about this yesterday. I was like crying to Sarah like all the hangs I've met. Like I was supposed to do Vegas with Veter and uh, Mark and Ari, and I was supposed to do um, a vacation with, with my buddy Derek and his wife and Sarah and I. We missed a vacation. Um, I'm supposed to be in Boston right now with my family. There's sadness of just missing out on these great hangs and seeing your friends in addition to the death. So feeling sad is like normal. You should see it feel sad and yeah. fucking sit there and feel it. Um I've also been waking a, up. Oh, oh sorry. sorry. I've, just, I've been waking up like anxious every morning, and I've finally got to the point where not, it, everything's about acceptance. I've just accepted, like, oh, that's the thing. I wake up and I'm crazy anxious in the morning, and I go and meditate, and I'll cool down, and then somewhere between the hours of four to seven, I get really down, really depressed, and I've gotten to the point. It's been enough weeks in a row that I'm like, oh, this is that four to seven depression. This will pass when it's nighttime and we watch a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I've noticed that, but I did realize it's with my coffee. So if I drink a cup of coffee, I get z- zanked up in the morning, and then I'll have like this crash that happens at three, and I just thought I was depressed. And it's like, no, these are chemicals. You're fucking with chemicals. Right. You know? And um, But I, I got to tell you, this this is I had this weird moment before we left. I would say like you know, five, six weeks ago, I was at the cellar, and I was on the steps, and I was just looking at the wood paneling, and I was like, when I'm in a nursing home, I'm going to be sitting thinking about this wood paneling and how these were like the best times of my life doing this, doing stand up, waiting to go down and go on. And um, who knew that that would happen three or four weeks later? Right. Like right, right now, I'm sitting here thinking, like, fuck, like, you know, there's, there's, I don't think there's a big chance, but there's a chance that stand up doesn't come back for a long time, you know, for a while. And, you know, maybe a year. I, I don't know. I, I'm on the positive aspect. I think it will come back quicker than people think um, because I, I think 
because the, just the let me just uh, you know take an aside here real quick is every everyone who says stand up is dead is coming from a selfish perspective, um, and what I mean by that is that if you're thinking that stand up is dead, you're also saying that. Stand up isn't going to die alone. If it's dead, that also means concerts are dead. Broadway is dead. Any live gathering is dead. And people are going to fight for all of that. Right. So they're going to figure out a way for that to happen or for it to slowly come back. Uh, but people who are just like, well, stand up will never recover. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, just the one thing of stand up? It's like, oh, I'll go see Pearl Jam, but I'm not going to go see stand up. It's like, no, that's stupid. People are going to want to go out when they can. Um, and I just kind of, I, I kind of lost where I was going with that, but it's just it's something. Started off, I think, does, with uh, gratitude and not knowing when stand-up will come back. Yeah, I mean, just looking, just looking at that wood paneling on those, the wall of the cellar down the steps is like something that I'm nostalgic for now because I don't know when we're going to get back to doing that. You know, like you know, like those hangs are, man, like showing up at like work and seeing your buds was I didn't have to reach out to some friends. Because I knew sometime or another I'll see them. You know, like I'll see them at one of the clubs. So that'll happen. And now I'm missing people that I'm like, hey, look, we never really texted, but I just want to see how you're doing because I counted on seeing you almost every day for no, you know, no, you know, randomly. Yeah, totally. I mean, the seller particularly because you know the whole staff and everyone knows you, and there's a lot of like, I was talking about this I think last week too of like, there's like those. Dopamines. There's like the science of just going like, hey, what's up, man? Good to yeah, see yeah. you. Like that stuff is, you miss it. Like I go to lots of bagels every day and these like little Asian ladies know me and they're like, oh, you got the thing. And I'm like, hey, I feel better when I leave. I'm like, I have my little interaction. They know what I want. And it's like you, you're missing that a lot and you have to do it. And Zoom and text just doesn't work the same way. You get a little bit. It's nice. Yeah. But you want to see the fucking person. I get get a nice juicy hug, and I want to kiss you on the lips. Yeah, you, you're right. I also want to say like it does. So like right now we're podcasting, and there's a small percent of this that still is when I'm talking to you. I go, oh, I want to say something interesting, and I want to say something mean, meaningful, and I want to say something that people would want to listen to. So that does take away. Like I've just been zooming some friends. Like my family, my brother goes on. I was on Zoom with my brother, my sister, and my dad, and my brother and sister were both on their phone. But I was okay. It was like you guys are on your phone. Like I was treating them like podcast guests. I was like, guys, the LPMs are down. You guys got to be paying attention. Right. And they're like, no, man, we don't. Let's just sit here and be with each other. And I was like, you know, it is kind of working. I, you don't have to be whatever. Take some time. But just seeing my family a little bit has been has been nice. But uh. But right, like I kind of like we're podcasting, but like we also should just talk. Yeah, we're hanging out, you know? we're catching up. I mean, that's the nice thing again about this podcast is I feel like we're just kind of uh, catching up and talking about our, our goddamn feelings. But yeah, I, I zoomed yesterday with um, my buddy Derek and his wife and his kids. But and we and on Sarah's birthday we zoomed with her family. But in a weird way, even that's bittersweet because it feels good. And then when you hang up, I get sad because I'm like, I wish I was there. Like as cool as that is, you're just like, yeah. fuck, I wish. It's like, you know, it's like when you finish jerking off, you're like, afterwards, you're like, ah, oh, I wish I really just fucked Anne Hathaway or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. you know, I wish like, that was a no, real butt. That's a bummer. Like, it's, uh, and that's how I feel about Sarah's mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, oh, man, I would have been better if I was just with them. But 
Um, but we'll we'll get through it. I do think it's going to be a while with stand up, but I don't know. I mean, stuff changes and it's conflicting info. And now they're saying fucking eight hundred times as many people had it than don't have it. I, so I don't know what the hell. But the fact that it was like the crowds is the first thing to go makes me think it'll be the last to come back. But it'll yeah. come back and be fine. People are still going to want to see comedy. You're not going. Yeah, you can't kill public gatherings. So that's not going to happen. But I mean, it's crazy. Like, do you miss it? Do you legitimately miss stand-up? It's weird, man. Like, well, I was in this weird stretch where my schedule was insane. Like, during this time, as of right now, I would only have slept at this apartment that I'm in four times since this whole thing started. Yeah. I was going for... I don't want to go through the whole list because a lot of people have already heard it. But, like, I was going to L.A., coming back for like three days then going i am going through the list now i was going to houston straight to vegas straight to boston straight to australia and then when i got back from australia here for two days before going back to boston again and i was talking about on my podcast i'm like i'm depressed i'm down like i'm not gonna see my wife for half that time i'm gonna sleep in the same bed three times all these different and i'm like i'm burnt out so this in a weird way this break came at a good time and i also like i always say i'm I'm not old but i'm comedy old i started when i was 18 so like like you're in the same boat like i started i've been doing comedy for 20 years and it's like a ton of traveling and shows and it's a lot of stress to get up for a show and come down and then do meet and greets so i was ready for a break and to live a bit of a normal life i'm with my wife every night we make dinner we watch a tv show and we go to bed it's nice to get a little taste of that. Yeah, this has been a lot of... The dream for me now is, man, if I could just do YouTube content, make a living off that, and then just do city spots, that would be the best. You know, headline once a month. I'd love to just headline once a month, maybe leave. I, I don't know. Just This is nice. I mean, it's not... It's it's nice in a way. I mean, I, I'll sure that when things come back, I'll, I'll feel differently, but... right. Like, I just like the city. I love being in the city. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, like, similarly of, like, do I need to be on the road 45 weeks a year? I don't know. I mean, the travel is, is frustrating. But going back to, like, the question, I guess, is I miss... I do miss coming up with a new bit and the actual on stage. I do not miss getting on a plane, waking up at yeah. 7, and ch- taking my Uber, and then doing morning radio. And you kind of lose days of your life with all the time changes and waking up early yeah, yeah. and getting on a plane and a new hotel every week. I miss... I do... I like being in the city. I miss being in a, a city. Once you're settled in and you're like, I'm going to go walk around Louisville and see what's going on here. And I do miss the shows and the... I keep talking about this, but like the meet and greet, having somebody... The meet and greet after a show is like the most stressful part to me, but having 150 people lined up to tell you how great you are is pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's telling me how great I am here, Um, (laughs) Sarah. After we, uh, after I go down on her, but, um, but so I I do, I do miss it, and the the feeling of having a new bit where you're like, oh. The feeling even before a new bit, when you have a new line that works and you're like, I got something there. Let me go add on to this. That part is nice. And I miss that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think there's a lot I, of I, miss about you it. You brought up a great point. I do miss, I totally miss the walking around Louisville, you know, just like the new place, new coffee shop, you know. Um, 
I got a weird one because you know how you were saying like you missed the you were on a stretch. I was in this weird, a little bit different situation, but I don't know if I told you before this happened, I did six days at Mohegan Sun and went from right oh, to Mohegan yeah. Sun to seven days straight at the Borgata yes, we talked into about this, a quarantine. Yeah. So I was <laughs> quarantined. I wasn't seeing humans for two, three weeks before all this happened. And then I had one seller spot, which was great, and then went right into this. And it's like, I feel like I've just been alone forever. Just crazy. Even the humans you do see, they're casino humans, so they barely qualify. Barely (laughs) humans. They're Uh, snails. If I named episodes, this episode would be called Casino Humans. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I do remember you saying, I think we were texting, I forget where I was, but you were texting me in that run, and I was like, oof. (laughs) <laughs> that's a rough one um yeah but yeah i miss i do miss the seller and i miss seeing the comics and being around and diner hangs and shit like that um and going to the for some reason like going to the movies i miss a lot i'm a big movie goer and my starbucks like i got ocd this is fucking with me i like to walk to starbucks get my tea hold my cup you know um well, see that's the thing right like uh, i'm sorry to jump in but no. that has affected me i am a man i only do well on my regimen and every morning i would wake up i'd go to my coffee shop i would write there and to blow all that up now i had to f- i've had to find a whole new life a whole new way of like living which is like waking up going to like i, I could imagine i don't have actual ocd but i have i do have regimens that i couldn't imagine what it's like to have actual ocd and have to change everything yeah, it's fucking, uh, it's weird, man. But I don't know. You start to go, my buddy said this early on, too. Is like, the weirdest part will be the first. I can't really first... hear you. Oh, can you not hear me? Oh, shit. No, I think just moved closer to your computer. Okay, I moved it closer. There you go. Um, yeah, the, the, fir- the hardest part is the first couple weeks because you're just like, it's so crazy. But now I'm like strangely getting used to it. I'm like, I wake up, I, I meditate. I do this, I have my meeting, I do that. And then you start to be like, okay, this is my life now. And that's the weird thing, I think. Uh, That's one thing I wanted to talk about, is everyone's sort of like, we're losing this year of our life, but you're like, but you're still alive. You still are doing things. You can read, you can watch. We're still alive, we're just dealing with, life is just different now, for the time being. Yeah, it it is kind of, your audio is messing up for me. I don't want to talk too much about it, because I know that when I send you mine and yours, it'll be good. Shit. But you're really low. So it's hard to hear you. I don't know what happened. Did I? Um, could you hear me earlier? Yeah, it just kind of snapped out for some reason. I have no idea. What the fuck? Tits. Maybe Zoom is being weird. Um. By the way, have you gotten a Zoom bomb yet? Has anyone jumped into your Zoom yet? Tita's did. Tita was at a work meeting and someone came in and dropped the N word a billion times. Oh, great. Yeah, That's and she was one. like, "I didn't know which coworker was doing that." Then she looked it up, and it was when it first started happening. But yeah, no, I I, I have it. Uh, I'm just getting closer. Can, does this help if I get closer? Yeah, I think it's fine. I can hear you. I just have to concentrate. Okay, well, that's not. I know that's um, not easy for you. <laughs> um, but anyway, so so you're not dealing with a ton of anxiety, I guess, or you are. What do you? No, it's just weird. I'm. It's not anxiety so much as like actual fear of having to go to a hospital, just because of my asthma. Right. Um. But. You know, I I am uh, I'm getting angry. I saw a guy. So you got to wear masks now to go into any store. Yeah. Uh, I saw these fucking Greeks out here are losing their Greeks and Italian. I don't know which one. The Greeks or Italians. I see two in a row 
of one lady got me so mad and the second guy topped her, but because it was so out of control, I just started laughing. So the lady walks into the, my, the coffee shop that I, uh, the, it's like they sell sandwiches and stuff and I go in to get a sandwich and uh, um, she wasn't wearing a mask and the lady says, I'm sorry, you have to wear a mask. You can have one of mine, tries to give her a mask and she goes, I don't wear it. I know Spiro, who I guess owns the coffee shop. And she was like, I know Spiro. I don't need to do. I'm like, this doesn't get you out of that. You don't get to just know the owner and not wear a fucking mask now. I love right? the idea of name dropping a virus. Yeah. No, no, I'm with Ted. I don't have to. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. Spiro knows I can't get anyone sick. It's like, this is insane. She leaves. I see the the lady is like furious because this lady just kind of like bitched her out. The next guy comes in again, no mask. And she's like, look, I'm sorry, but we can't serve customers here who aren't wearing masks. Guy goes, I'm good. And he slides her a $20 bill. Wow. Yeah. And she goes, that's not how any of this works. You know, she's like, the money, I don't even want to touch your money. You can't tip at a Corona. It's like, it was crazy. He just, he just thought he was just going to tip his way. That's amazing. Uh, I mean, that's like, I started beautiful. laughing so hard that the lady that started laughing. And then I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? And she was like, I don't know, but they're going to kill me. That's incredible. I love that. I love that. That <laughs> yeah. was like, yeah, I think I'll get in here with the mask. I mean, the mask thing is frustrating. The thing that sucks about the mask is. It's the thing that's the most different. Like wearing gloves is whatever. You kind of just ignore them. You don't notice them. And then like you can go for a walk. I go for walks every day and I'm just walking around. I'm just a guy walking around. It feels normal. Sitting here watching a movie feels normal. Having sex, sleeping. The mask is what makes it feel like this is psychotic. My glasses fog up. It's itchy. And... I hate it. That's the part that's like, we're in a bizarro world. This sucks. Yeah, because you've seen it before in sci-fi movies. Now we're living in this weird sci-fi zone. Like, if it was something else, like if everyone had to wear big old orange hats, you'd be like, ah, Sicilian, weird, and I've never seen that before. But the fact that it's masks is like, no, this was in movies that didn't end well. Yeah, it feels creepy. And that's the thing with my anxiety. All my anxiety, and I think anxiety in general, is the fear that it's not going to be okay, that the unsuredness, and that's what this all is, is like, when will this end? Am I going to get sick? If I do get sick, how will I respond? All that shit, it's like, this is the definition of anxiety of what we're going through. But I try to remind myself, and this is comforting, is that it was always like this. We've all, it's always been unsure. It feels extra unsure because this is weird. But yeah. you could have got hit by a bus or gotten cancer or had a random heart attack or gotten shot or terrorism, whatever the fuck. There's still a ton of ways to die. And most likely, most most people are not going to die of this. We're going to die of something else. Yeah. Well, my fear, you know, I don't know if I told you this, but we had a friend who had a um, schizophrenic attack, essentially, or something like that, where he was like, we were talking to him on the phone and he thought he was on a reality show and... um. Uh, we had to call the ambulance. We were like, we got to, this guy can't be home. Because I, I, I'm way more, um, with that kind of stuff, I just, from working in the ER, it's like, yeah, I know how this goes. The guy thinks he's on a reality show. Then he starts looking for cameras. Then he starts cutting his, you know, cutting out of his ears because he thinks someone put microphones in him. Like, wow. so we had to call an ambulance to come pick this guy up and he didn't want to go. Um, and I kind of, then he eventually went, it was fine. And I, he's actually out now and he's doing okay. But the thing is like, 
making that call of like, he was also someone who had underlying conditions. I was like, am I sending this guy to his death because I think he's having a schizophrenic attack because he's, if he gets to the hospital, he can get coke, he can get the disease and then he can die. And it's like all these people who are driving around the streets. I don't know if you've been in a car, Mm-mm. the streets are empty. So I the other day we just saw a Lamborghini blasting by us at 200 miles an hour because the roads are open. And it's like, yeah, well, if you hit me, then I got to go to the hospital. Then I can get sick or you can get sick. It's all fucking crazy. Yeah. It's weird. And it's, I don't know, in a way, and this has helped me before too. Like, this is like negative and positive, and I think I talked about this earlier. Is that in a, in some ways I feel good because I'm like, this is my my worst nightmare. My worst fear has, in a lot of ways, has come true. That like I'll lose my job, I'll lose all my money, I'll have no way to make money, and my parents will be in danger. I'm sick, and people are sick, and the whole world economy. It's happened, and I'm like, all right, I'm doing okay. I'm handling it. You know, it, it it helps to think like whatever happens, we'll handle it. Yeah, dude, it it really feels like we all got canceled. Like <laughs> I walk outside, I see people; they cross the street to get away from me. Right. You know, no one's smiling or looking at each other. I kind of want to be like, hey, someone talk to Roseanne Barr or Louie. How do you handle this shit? How do you handle it when uh, you can't? When you have to stay inside all the time? Yeah, it's kind of strange. That's like that's the feeling. Is like no, every people are like get away from me. Put your mask on. If you do, if you don't have a mask, fucking get out of my face. Uh, it's weird. So uh, do you have a lot of people calling you and be like, what is New York like, man? Because sometimes I feel like I wish I had a crazier story. I'm like, ah, I don't know. It's, I mean, I hear sirens constantly and the yeah, like, helicopters horrifying. overhead. That part is weird. Um, but when I go for a walk, it's not, it's not like there's people, it's not like zombie land or anything. I'm like, I don't know. I put a mask on. I go to the store. I get my shit and I come back and I wash my hands. Yeah, here it's a little different because I think I'm in a more congested area, this Dittmar's area, where it used to be booming. Um, and the thing that's throwing me off a little bit is like there's not as many people outside and there's garbage everywhere. The well, that, garbage yeah. is crazy. Yeah, and it's all glove. I mean, I'm on, I'm right off of Broadway. I go to Broadway every day and it, 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 there is like way less people. So it's fucking bizarre. Um, yeah. But I think people like around the country think that like, I walk out of my house and there's just people bleeding on the steps or, or like, you know what I mean? Coughing in my face. Um, but yeah, it's super quiet and there's gloves everywhere and dog yeah. shit. People immediately were like, I'm done dog shit. We don't have to pick up our dog shit. We got, people, <laughs> yeah. got, uh, people are dying. Dude, well, I, I think that you're not giving yourself enough credit. Like, I think a lot of people in the country aren't. Well, one, the hospitals are overrun, but we don't have to see them. Thank God. Right. Two, the amount of ambulances we hear is horrifying. Yeah, that part is weird. It's like all all day long, this sirens. Yeah, it's like, what, another one? Um, but I calm myself by saying most people, who are, a lot of people who are calling ambulances are doing it because they don't know what hospital to go to. They're afraid of like, you know, like they're going to be calling more because they're like, oh, maybe I'm sick, you know? So it's like, it's not every person, every ambulance that goes off is a dead person, you know, being picked up to be dropped off, you know, at the fucking dirt. Right. Now, what are you what what are you doing? Is there anything you're doing like specifically as like I like I try to bring it around to like mindfulness and stuff. Do you are you a meditator? Are you doing yoga? What are you doing for exercise and like well, mental health at this point? That's the one thing that I'm mad about is that I haven't gotten meditation into my schedule yet because it used to be my old schedule, but I have to do it more. But I guess it's like silly to be like I'm embarrassed to do it in front of my wife. So I, I do I just, totally get it. I'm the same way. Yeah, 
Yeah. So like I have to just set a better schedule and I'm not when I used to be like, oh, I'm not writing enough. Now I'm like, I'm not exercising enough. And I got to I got to get a new I ordered these things off Amazon and then they just never sent them. So I can't do that. What so I things? have to figure out some kind of workout thing that I can do that isn't like it's got to be small. I got to start small because I'm not exercising and my lower back is hurting. And I, I think do. it's hurting because I'm not exercise. I'm not walking like I used to. I'm not exercising like I used to. Yeah, it's weird. The last couple of days, Sarah and her sister and I have gone for long walks, like five, six mile walks. And it felt good and cathartic. And I've gone for a run a couple of times. I know people, some people hate runners right now, but I wear the mask and I no, run. avoid people. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm like, I've gained a bunch of weight and I'm eating like shit, but I'm trying to just go, that's okay. We're in, we're dealing with trauma. And like my therapist always says, when you deal with crisis, you go back into old bad habits and it doesn't help to beat yourself up of like, oh man, I had been met. I was, I had lost weight. I had worked out, whatever, but that's how I'm, I'm trying not to do that. But I'm like, I was doing MMA and fucking lifting and I was yeah. eating low carb. Like I was ripped. I got ripped up. And now I feel like doughy and I'm losing out on MMA and all that shit. But it's like, you just have to accept that shit. And I'm at least meditating. I use the Calm app. I love it. This guy, Dan Harris, you know, he does 10% happier. He's, re- I'll send you a link. He's doing a new um, live meditation every day and that goes on YouTube but it's a five minute guided meditation which is a great way to start because it's literally five Love minutes it. and he does a little Q&A with the um, whoever leads the meditation because it's a guest so I'll send you a link to that that's really helpful but I think worse than not exercising or not meditating is that thing of like beating ourselves up for not doing it uh, and that's what my therapist is saying is like don't judge yourself just accept that's all you were able to do today. Yeah. Even if you tweet once and fucking eat 700 hamburgers and you're like, I wanted to write, I want just, that's what you were capable of today. You did what you were able to do. That's nice. That's what I'm trying yeah. to do anyways. Don't get me wrong. That's easier said than done. I hate myself and want to kill myself every fucking half yeah, hour. Yeah, I've been beating myself up about not beating myself up exercising, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, look at my neck. Look at this. This neck is getting fat, getting a little gobbly, but, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. I think I have to work in the meditation for real, though. Yeah, I'll send you this guy. I think it, it it's really helpful. Like I said, I do the... Um, by the way, I'm not looking at my phone. I'm looking at my Zoom. I'm paranoid that it's going to turn off. I don't want you to think I'm just reading text while doing this. I just Every time I talk, I make sure I'm recording because I'm so fucking paranoid. Oh, but, yeah. Is this thing on? Um, yeah. Someone, Mike Kaplan, last week on the podcast told me a great thing. Maybe this will help you. It's been helping me. Is he told me there's like he read a book. There's formative years in a person's life, as you know, but there's also formative minutes throughout the day, like throughout your life. There's formative minutes, and they're like the first few minutes when you're awake. So I've been doing a thing of like no social media for the first ninety minutes that I'm awake. So I wake up and I go straight to meditation and then I do some kind of exercise or workout and then I go get my breakfast and eat breakfast without looking at any social media and that, or, or news. And that's been really helping me to like fucking none of that horse shit. I'm trying to really work on the phone shit. Yeah, my, my bad habit is actually whenever I get low, I end up walking into a store and looking for action figures because that sets my dopamine off. But 
I can't do that now, which is a good thing because there's you can't go into a store. Right. So a few of my random bad habits kind of went away because they're just they're like going out to eat and just shoving your face with french fries or buying toys or whatever. So it's kind of nice that a couple of it, it, it kind of leveled off some of my bad anxiety um, problem. Not my anxiety, like pro, I don't know what those things are. Go to's. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I, I guess I'm kind of like happy about that. But I'm also enjoying the figures I have, which is nice. You know, yeah. I just go through them and set them up nice. You can see behind me. Is I can see them. Yeah. The audience at home cannot see them, but Greg has a ton of action figures. I got you one at one point, a Spider-Man guy. Yeah, he's right there. Is that right? Yeah, that was fun. He's up there, the forearm Spider-Man. That was because big... it was random. No one can ever get me a figure I don't have, and you happen to just randomly get the one that I didn't have. That was a um, fun moment for me. I think I was in Austin, and um, and I'm not saying this to uh, sound like a jerkish circus, but that was a moment where I was like, "Wait, what?" The guy, I, I was like, "I'm getting this for Greg," and the guy was like, "Yeah, it's forty-eight ninety-five or something." And I was like, "What?" Forty-eight. It, it wasn't that much, but it was a lot more than I thought. I thought it was gonna be like an eight-dollar yeah, yeah. thing, and I was like, "Jesus Christ!" They used to be eight dollars. They used to be like six to eight dollars, and then when they started refining to adults, they realized adults have more money. So now every figure starts at like twenty bucks. Oh, son of a bitch! And these people are addicted, so like they'll buy it, they'll pay anything. It kind of sucks. I'm kind of on my way out a little bit of it, just to enjoy the ones I got. But um, and what does your wife think? Is she cool with it? Oh, she's always been cool with it. She, when the day we met, I. I didn't want to date her. I loved, I liked her, but I was like, I wasn't looking. I had just come out of a bro- breakup, and I said to her, I said, listen, I do stand-up comedy. That's never going to stop, okay? And I might never be famous or rich. Two, I collect action figures. That's never going to stop. And she was like, yeah, that's what I think is cool. I like that you do these weird things. And so when we moved into this place, she said, you're allowed to have your action figures, but they're only in one room. So they're in this room, and they're not allowed to leave this room. And I'm telling you, if even one comes out of the room... <laughs> She like before. She's like, "What's going on with this? What's going on with this guy?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I was just fooling with him when I was at the watching TV." She's like, "Yeah, no. I just you know you have a whole room for him." Like, That's great. I mean, it sounds like both you guys are very good at setting boundaries, and you guys have been together for a long time. So that was a long time ago that you were like you laid down some groundwork. I mean, that's great to have boundaries and assertion in a relationship. Well, see, that's what I mean. What that would happen there was before that. I would have been like, I'll fuck anybody who wants to fuck me. I will be with anybody. But I had just had my heart broken and I was looking for a reason not to date her. So I was like, just told her all the things that most people had a problems with about me. And she was like, no, no, I'm still in. And then I was like, oh man, if she's still in, then I probably should give this girl another look. And that's what kind of, it's. but it's the same thing that happened with stand-up, with comedy, where you're like, oh, I don't care about this club. And then they want to give you all the spots. And you're like, oh, right. You have to have that feeling, that look. Yeah, it's like Morgan Freeman at the end of uh, Shawshank. When you're like, go ahead and stamp your papers because I don't give a right. shit. And then they're like, you got it, dude. That was the right man. You're like, oh, all right. Right. I mean, that's the you- th- I mean, that's the key to everything in life is to kind of not give a shit or, or to be, I guess, secure with who you are and what you are and who you, and what you're doing leads to I a heard lot of success. In- yeah. I heard an interesting thing the other day that Chris Rock was saying on... Al Franken's podcast. I don't know if it's old or new, but Tita had my wife had it on randomly. I don't know why. And he was. This is like the real short answer, but the, you know, the, he was talking about how like, yeah, Michael Jordan knows who he is. You know, if you go up to Michael Jordan and you're like, do you ever think, you know, maybe you're not going to be good today? 
And he's like, no, Michael Jordan's like, I'm Michael Jordan. You know, whereas we are always like, I'm lucky to be here. We don't deserve this. And like, I don't want to be arrogant, but I do kind of want to be like, no, I deserve this. And I know I'm funny. And I know these things. And I'm I'm done being the guy who, oh, sorry, maybe I shouldn't be too, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Voss, you get to speak over me. It's like, no, I'm done with all that shit. Right. I'm done with other comedians telling me, the the thinking they're better or there's like a higher level. It's like, I'm done. I'm, I know what I can do. I'm proud of what I can do. I earned what I can do. I'm not going to play the little fucking child anymore with that fucking... You know, with that shit. You know, we do that. Yeah, no. You know, you, we've, we've you talked put your about shoulders that. up, your head down. Yeah, we've talked about that in comedy, and I'm doing that now with social media and audience as well. Of like, fuck off. I don't. Fuck you. You're nothing. Like the people that want to be assholes. But that happens in comedy where you're like, and we've talked about this before, where you're like, yeah, man. Like, I'm 20 years into comedy. I'm a 38 year old man. I have a wife, yeah. and I'm like, I'm not doing a thing of like okay you go ahead i'm sorry <laughs> it's just like get out of here dude. yeah beat it like i'm an adult and that stuff was like fine or fun when you're 21 or 22 or you're three years in you're just like oh my god i'm hanging with so and so now you're like yeah we're equals as people i don't i don't give a yeah. fuck about whatever bullshit well, i i also realized a lot of those people who were like the so and so's we're talking about i don't respect a lot of them as people or right. like you see how you see behind the mask and you go, oh, you're not this genius. You're just as insecure. You just got more money and power and a crowd. And people see, it's like, I see through it. I don't give a fuck anymore. It's like, yeah, you're not like a great person or whatever. And then there's, there are some like, dude, like I think who was, I worked for Chad Daniels and I was like, oh, that guy is the one of the best human beings I ever met in my life. And I'm like, you, I will kneel to out of respect of how sweet you are and how much of a good person you are. But like, I'm, I'm not going to give these other people this thing anymore this they're not royalty they're not even a lot of them aren't even good yeah and that's that that to me speaks to um security and like understanding who you are and being connected this is what my therapist always talks about too it's like connecting to who you are and the things that you've done and what and your own principles that you're a good person and i'm trying to do that myself and i always have this thing of like even now, I'm like, God, I'm just like, I feel so lucky that I have this apartment and a wife and like I'm in such a good position to deal with this or a better position than most. And my therapist is always like, well, you created that. Yeah. It's not some. It's not like I just picked a number and I got the good number. He's like, you bought the apartment. You made a relationship with your wife. You saved money, whatever, you, whatever it is. It's like, that was you. That's not that's not some random bullshit, and it helps to connect to those things that you're like I I got myself here. Yeah, if that makes sense. Dude, I I think of the same way, but not my money, but also just with kind of like who I am as a person. Like that's all built. You know what I mean? Like being a trying to like not to sound like I don't want to sound arrogant. Like I'm a good person, whatever. But it's like I, I think you there's are. I earned it. You know, I try to be not, I've worked very hard at listening to people and trying to be there for them when they need things. And so now I look around and I have a lot of great people around me. Guess what? I earned it. I earned those people around me. Yeah, for sure. Not, you know what I mean? And and you are a good person. Thanks. No, I, I mean, that means a lot. But, you know, you see people who are like, there's this one comic in general who like, he's further along, he's got a lot of things, but then he's a dickhead all the time. And like, he'll always, he'll shoot a message back to me that's always like, 
it's always like a reach to like try to hang out. And I'm like, no, I don't want you in my life. You're poisonous. And the reason you need to reach out to me is because you've been poisonous to everyone. You should have so many other people who are your friends before coming. We met, we met so late in life. Right. You know, and it's like, you don't, you didn't earn it. And I'm not going to fucking have you in my life, these poisonous people. I have so many wonderful people in my life and it's earned. It sounds, maybe this sounds arrogant or shitty. I just, I just kind of, I'm, I'm kind of just fed up with a lot. Like this being here in this room made me realize the people I want to go see when I get out. Yeah. It puts things in perspective. And Sarah and I, I was saying that before, uh, before all this happened, where I was dealing with a friend of mine who is a close friend of mine, but like does shit that you're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. What the fuck kind of thing is that? And it's like, ah, oh, that's my sense of humor. And you're like, well, that sucks. And there's yeah. like certain things where you're like, there's certain people that you love and you do love and they're friends, but you're like, man, I'm always a little fucking bummed when I leave that person. I'm a little annoyed. And we started like being like, I got to talk to that guy more. I always feel good after that talking to that person yeah. or hanging with that person and that stuff that comes with age too of that thing of like because when you're a kid you do it all the time you're like just hanging out with people that are like giving you a wedgie and throwing cum in your face <laughs> yeah. whatever the fuck and you're like um well that's they live in my neighborhood whatever but the older you get the more you can be like i don't want to be with that kind of person um can, oh go ahead can i add to that please so to to that exactly, there's an energy that I realized that with age has come, right? Sometimes I'd do a podcast or even just a hang, and I would match, to make people happy, I would match their energy, right? And then I realized we're all miserable. And then it's like, no, no, I'm not going to be that anymore. I'm going to be the guy and make them match my energy. And right. because of that, because my energy usually is higher and more positive, those people end up having a better day. But I never did that until like this year where it's like if I'm on a thing and everyone's miserable, it's like, no, nah, I'm not going to just be miserable and wallow. I'm going to be positive and I'm going to try to make their day better. And then those people can kind of like come with you and it's like be the energy you want to have. You know, yeah. and like it was just this low self-esteem thing in me that I would just match the energy of the miserable people around me. And it's like, no, they're miserable. Don't let the guy, I used to work at an Apple store and, and this guy would come around and be like, everything sucks. And, and why are you so happy? It's like, no, I'm going to be happy. And then you can follow my lead because your lead sucks. Is it safe to say he was the worm in the apple? <laughs> hmm? Hmm, folks? He was that little brown spot <laughs> trying to ruin the apple. Oh, my little brown spot's got something about to come out of it. <laughs> Um, but no, that the more you can be yourself, uh, the better off you are. And then, because I've always had the thing, that people-pleasing thing of wanting everyone to like me and no one to be mad at me. And that's a yeah. fucking horrible recipe. And you got to just, again, be connected to like, well, these people like me and love me and know me. And these people that don't are assholes and probably don't really know me. They're basing something off of a fucking a tweet or a podcast or a, fr a friend, they're basing their relationship of their feeling of me off of somebody that I am friends with, which is like, well, fuck anyone that does that in general. Yeah. The, the people, uh, I, I still want everyone to like me, but I'm trying to get better with being okay with accepting that the people that don't, it's either nothing I can do or something on them. You know, or like, yeah. you know, you can only do what you want to do. I'm still going to try to make people happy and try to, you know, and I, I think we're on the same boat, but it's like, if someone doesn't like me, it's like, that's for them, for whatever, you know, that's on them. I can only do what I can do. 
Yeah. And, and there's an old, there's an old saying, uh, how people feel about you is none of your business. So it's like, <laughs> that's, I don't know, what, what can I do? Some guy thinks I'm a fucking bad person or whatever. But um, I was talking to my therapist about this too, where I'm like, I'm trying to do service and, and help people and reach out and where can I help people and how can I be of service to people? And he's like, that's great, but don't do that so you justify that you're a good person or feel like you're a good person. He's like, you are a good person. That's the truth. And anything, if you're helping people, that's, that's great. But even if you didn't do what you're trying to do, whatever, if you're still a good person, you're doing good things. And that's how I feel about you also. Oh, thanks. Well, you're one of the best yeah, people I've ever way. met. You know, I think you're a wonderful human. Yeah, this is I great. don't know. We should, I wish we could fuck. <laughs> I wish we could do. Also, do this. Whenever you see a comic, when you're doing these Zoom, and you see someone lean over, they're farting. And when you start calling them out, you can't hear it, but you'll notice on podcasts sometimes you'll see people do a little quick lean. Yeah. They're farting. I farted earlier. Did you notice when I farted? I'm in a weird position. I'm going to fart right now. Maybe I'll do it in the mic. Let's see if it does anything. Uh, it was a little little daisy. I didn't hear it. Yeah, it was nothing. It. it was like one of those ones that just sounded like I stepped on a um, bubble wrap. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of those ones. That's but fun. anyways, I, um, I fucking, I love you, buddy. It's great love to see you. Love you too, man. I hope this uh, was interesting for you and fun. Yeah, it's great. Who cares? I should just not care. Yeah, I only could do what I could do. Yeah, and you did great. Uh, anything you want to add or any advice for the people no, out there? No, but I do put this pressure on myself whenever we talk because we always have such great conversations off camera that I'm always trying to get those on camera, and then I think I overthink it. But I think that people genuinely like us, and so I think uh, that it'll be good. And Hopefully it, people will enjoy it. If they don't, they can turn it off. They can dislike it. They and hopefully they off. don't reach out to tell us that. This is my thing. I've talked about this all the time. I think it's a lost art to consume art and then just be like, I hated that, and not reach out to the artist and be like, that yeah. blew. And I'll even go on a podcast and trash a movie, but I don't email the director and be yeah. like, hey, I just want to let you know that you're trash, you fucking idiot. I don't, uh, I don't like that. Well, it's a weird thing. It's a weird move because, you know, like I've had, you know, I put stand-up videos up before that have done really well. And then people comment, ha ha, funny. And then one guy goes, didn't laugh once. And then you go, <laughs> well, that's your fault. Everyone else here did. So what did you do? What was wrong with you? And if, maybe there's nothing wrong with you. Maybe it just doesn't appeal to you. And that's okay. But why did you sign in to write that? Because no one else on this thread thinks that. Also, I can read this. Why do you want me to read this? What do you want me to do? Change? That's crazy. Yeah, they want to they wanna fuck with you. They want to bring you down to their level. They're living in a shitty, a world of shit, if I can quote Full Metal Jacket, which the show's yeah. title's based I on. do think there's some of them, though, don't realize that it's a direct connection, right? Like, it used to be that no one could hear you. Like, you could talk about Will Smith all the time. You were never going to meet or see Will Smith. He was never going to see anything he, you ever said. But now, it's like, yeah, you could talk about me. I'm going to see it, for the most part. And you have an opportunity to hurt someone's feelings, and why would you want to do that? Unless you're being constructive. Like, it doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. So, but I feel bad, because sometimes I'm like, ah, this guy fucking sucks. And you're like, ah, I don't want him to know that, though. 
Yeah, that's good. So, the answer is you're a good person. They're like, I do want him to know because they're trying to hurt you. Anyone that deliberately deliberately is trying to hurt somebody in any way, physically or emotional, uh, they got some they got some problems. They need some help. And that's another way to look at it is like I should be not instead of being like, I hope you fucking die, I should be like, Well, that's sad. I hope you get help and feel better and don't feel like you're in a place in your life that you want to hurt someone's feelings whose intention was to bring joy. I'm trying to bring yeah. joy or, in this case, help people that are dealing with anxiety or depression, and your intention is to hurt my feelings. Yeah. That's well, that's bizarre. my whole thing with comedy and canceling, right? It's like the whole reason I'm doing any of this stand-up is to bring joy. So if you're like, this offended me, I, I think I said this before, but it's like, well, then it's not for you, and that's okay. It's just not for you, but it, understand that the original idea was to bring joy. If it missed the mark with you, I'm sorry. But, yeah. you know, understand that I'm... See, because there are some shitty comics, though, right? Like, there are guys who are just selfish, shitty people who only do it because they're missing something. But I genuinely like just making people laugh. Nothing brings me more joy than getting a friend or someone I don't know to fucking smile or laugh. Of course. Uh, that's really it. I could never be famous. And this is the most joy I get is stand-up. And it's, I love it. I do miss that. I miss walking on stage, looking at someone, them going, who is this guy? And then just turning it on and them just dying to someone they've never heard of. Yeah, the laughter, a room full of laughter is, uh, I'm missing that for sure. I mean, I get a room full of laughter with my wife and I, but it's not filling the whole room. We got to go into the closet or something. And I've been living my whole life in the closet. But um, no, you, you, I do miss like being in the cellar, like killing at the cellar or any club, but like a club with good sound where it's bouncing around and you can see the faces. You're in like a fucking swimming pool of joy, like yeah. five times a week or like, you know, 10 times a week. And now, uh, you know, I'm just watching uh, every Hitchcock movie in order, <laughs> which is also fun, yeah. but not as joyful. Could you um, do one thing for me real quick? Yeah. Talk, but put the microphone a little bit. Out of the way? I wonder if I can't hear you because it's blocking the microphone on your computer. How's now? Is this better? That's better. Yeah. Oh, so I was just blocking my own audio. Maybe I should hold it out here. Yeah, that's better. Well, we did it, though. We got through. We did it. And it great. I appreciate you. I've been wanting to uh, have you on. And like, yeah, like you alluded to, we recorded one of the early ones, and I just felt like I went in weird places, and it could have been... I wanted it to be really good, and I think this one was really good. Because um, good. you're like who good. I had in mind when I did the podcast. I said that about Mike last week. But there's a handful of people that I have great conversations with. And uh, Kaplan is one. And you're yeah, this was one. fun. So, I wouldn't have uh, done it today if it wasn't you. I appreciate that. Uh, plug your podcast. The Rad Dude. Most of them probably know. Oh, the Rad Dude cast. Uh, also, I'm pushing my... Uh, I'm pushing my YouTube show, which I'm like, it's the dumbest thing that I'm having so much fun with. Uh, I do a show every Friday at 11 p.m. on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, uh, Greg Stone. Uh, it's called Friday Night Greg, where it just happens at 11. It's live, and it's, uh, it's like a late show, only I'm really stoned, and it's just really just goofy and dumb. I love it. Everybody check it out. That's tomorrow night. It'll be out. And uh, thanks so much, buddy. I love you. I miss you. Thank you. Love you, too. See you. Um, all right. I'll see you. Thank you. Mindful Metal Jacket is hosted by comedian Joe List. Produced by Joe List. Edited by Matt Kleinschmidt. Executive producers Robert Kelly and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcasts.